When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing today? What's going down? Moshi, moshi, hello, hello, Japan. Uh, yeah, fine, man. I'm just, uh, I've just spent about uh, half an hour for my Christmas box. Um, I got one of those um, arcade machines, you know, like those, um, I think they're called arcade one-up. Uh, arcade machines and they've only got like a couple of games on them but they are i've been looking into sort of maybe modding it and kind of changing it up a little bit and it seems relatively straightforward in the grand scheme of things um but uh yeah i've got this street fighter 2 uh little sort of mini cabinet uh that i've been playing all morning and i've I've never really been a big sort of fighting game fan i never really sort of played street fighter 2 all that much and uh yeah it's pretty good i'm 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 getting okay with old chun lee uh, I don't know how how oh. I'm not a big fighting game fan, as I said, so I don't know how popular or how useful Chun Li is in in the fighting. Um, but I'm getting rather good, Chris. I think I might turn pro. <laughs> you you said uh, I think it was an episode or two ago. You were like, I don't know where all my time goes. I don't know what I spend it all on. And I don't know why I'm doing uh, a posh voice Chris, in person. Don't be you, rude, thank you. That's not you. <laughs> exactly. But like, uh, exactly. now we know Street Fighter yeah. playing arcade now games in the 1980s. <laughs> Donaldson exposed, that, isn't it? It is that. Donaldson yeah. exposed. It is just kind of moping around, looking on Instagram, looking on Twitter, messing about. That's where all my time goes. Did you hear the uh, that TikTok's overtaken Google in terms of internet traffic now for the first time in well, it must be like twenty years or something. So how how do they sort of measure that? Is that kind of like unique uh, visits because? How many times do you? How many times an hour do you really search for something? Uh, I don't really do it at all. Yeah, I well, do, yeah, yeah good exactly. question. So like, so how, so how, so how many times an hour does anybody? But TikTok, you can visit three or four times an hour, and there's always something new. And and you're not, you're not, you're basically being served something. You're not inquiring. You're not saying mm. TikTok. Can I see uh, a woman? Uh, and our friend dancing and, and a male friend uh, dancing uh, outside the House of Parliament in uh, Russia to uh, the song Forget Me Not slash Men in Black. Can I see that? <laughs> and you're not going because they, they've got a lot of that. 
A lot of people just dancing around, dancing to Men in Black, whatever that fucking song was that they took the sample from. Um, yeah, I, like you're not inquiring about anything there. You're not sort of learning anything. You're just getting served up the next kind of algorithmic bit of, bit of fluff that you've mm. uh, that that it sees fit to serve you. So it's it's a more know, passive yeah. experience, one would argue. It, it's got one billion monthly active users. I know that much. But like in terms of top ten most popular domains of 2021, number one TikTok. And interestingly, yeah. in 2020, TikTok was ranked number seven. So it's, it's rocketed up into first place. Yeah. Um, TikTok, then Google second, Facebook third, Microsoft fourth, Apple fifth, Amazon sixth, mm. Netflix seventh, YouTube eighth, yeah. Twitter ninth, WhatsApp tenth. So I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know how often I use Google just to search something these days. I guess I do. No, I guess I do use it quite a lot. Uh, like, where's the nearest fried chicken restaurant? But like, I it, I don't know. I still don't understand TikTok that much. I see it's mainly used by young people. And I'm not young anymore, and I'm mm. I'm old. I'm an old man now. I, I remember a time when <laughs> YouTube was cutting edge, and now it's not. And YouTube, worryingly, have started doing this thing called YouTube Shorts, which is like TikTok, mm. right? You make a video, yeah. it's ten to fifteen seconds long, and they will shove it in front of your viewers' eyes. And it's interesting. I, I've been poking around some YouTube channels, and some of these YouTube Shorts they really blow up. Like I saw one mm. guy who's got, I think he got about 500,000 subscribers and uh, in like a, in a day or two, like a week or something, he, his, his YouTube short, I'd got like 8 million uh, views and yeah. 300, 500,000 likes on it. It's bonkers. You can't make any money off of it. I think YouTube gives you some money. They just sort of give you some money, but there's no ad revenue on it. Right. Um, but okay. I don't know. I just, I worry that the future of, Video content is just quicker and shorter and snappier, but without any sort of heart to it, without any mm. anything to it. It's just a, a, and a more fact. importantly, some advertising revenue. <laughs> well, yeah, we, <laughs> exactly. What well, would I, mean, I do? You well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're making something for 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 you know, you're making something for for a a, a financial reward because people deserve it. You're you're affecting their share price by making something that's half an hour or thirty seconds long. It's because uh, I've seen a few of those shots, and it's usually just. Mm. Like really, I mean, quite witless kind of like, I watch a lot of tech. It's YouTube, very dumbed so it's, down. It's people just sort of like, oh, they've opened up a hard drive and they've, they're, they're spinning it around and uh, they're just drawing on the hard drive plate um, and just ruining a hard drive for no, for no fucking good reason. It's all I, I, a bit, uh, it's all a bit rubbish. <laughs> I just see a lot of really like poorly researched videos about Japan. Like Japan's a, a country that's got 47 prefectures and they do, it's just like they bash out like a 15 second thing, slap a few right, facts okay. in. And it's just yeah. all very dumbed down. And I don't know. I maybe I'm being cynical. Does anyone I, does anyone click through worry. to the main kind of channels as well? Does is there much of a kind of conversion rate? I've, I like, I've heard I like mixed when we things. Get, got behind baseball on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard that no, it doesn't really mm. work that much. Uh, I, I've heard that it doesn't really equate to much. So I'd, it'll be interesting mm. to see what happens. But I don't know. I just feel like I think I you know you always worry. As a creator, yeah. am I going to be relevant next year? Will I be relevant? Will yeah. there be someone bigger and better? Will there be a new platform? Will I be come famous? Along? Will I be rich? That's what he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it, yeah. same for yourself, right? You you went from being radio DJ man to podcast man, sex god, and you podcast sex god. Yeah. And and Just... what's next? What go? What's what's, what's next, next? For Pete Donaldson? 
I don't know. I think I probably got a space or something. I don't know. Probably, Go to space. Probably, probably just walk it in the sea. Never be seen again. See you later, everyone. That's up. <laughs> oh God, that's a that's an ominous turn. Nothing else to do. <laughs> Let's dive into a story. Hopefully, it's uplifting. Right. We've got story of the week from Avery. Yep. Uh, hello, perturbed Chris and con- sorry, perturbed Pete and concerned Chris. Yeah, I have a story for you. He's perturbed. <laughs> don't walk into the sea. A few years ago, I was in Hokkaido on a trip with my family. As part of our itinerary, we went to a park to see uh, swans, like you do, and uh, whooper whooper swans, to be specific. When our car (laughs) pulled up near the park's uh, parking lot, we noticed a large bus parked with quite a number of people uh, getting off it. Most of them were wearing brightly coloured down winter jackets, as opposed to the earthened toned wool ones that we observed most Japanese wore. We figured they were foreign tourists, and true enough, when we retreated from the snowstorm into the visitor centre, we could hear them speaking heavily accented North Chinese Mandarin. Walking around the myriad stores in the building, I noticed that many of the people working there were glaring at me and my family rather angrily. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea at the time, but I decided it was a good idea to chat up an attendant at a store selling Ainu-themed goods. As I approached, he said to me, Ni hao. After explaining I can't really speak Mandarin and uh, would rather converse in broken Japanese, he asked where I was from. I said Singapore, and his face immediately brightened. I immediately understood then that we were mistaken for Chinese mainland tourists, as we were also of Chinese descent, and we were also wearing brightly coloured jackets, uh, same as the tourists. It seemed the Japanese people there didn't quite like uh, the the Chinese mainland tourists. I would also later learn that many Japanese hold Singapore in high regard often due to the clean streets and safety at night that we share with Japanese cities. Similar things happened over the trip, probably not helped by the fact that it was a period of holidays in China and thus many tourists from there were visiting Japan. I would like to ask both of you, do you have any interesting stories about the Asian experience of visiting Japan? Obviously, I might be barking up the wrong tree uh, for first-hand experiences, but do you have any second or third-hand stories to share regarding things like visiting Japan when you're visually indistinguishable? from indistinguishable from Japanese people. Uh, how many Japanese, how do Japanese people view Chinese mainlanders uh, negatively? I would love to hear from you guys, uh, as I realise many of the stories I hear about Japan from YouTubers and this podcast are just from white people and thus differ, differ drastically from many of the experiences I had. Uh, Godspeed mm. to you both, Avery. There you go, Pete. Lots to unpack there. Well, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think every thank you very much for your uh, message. But I mean, I'm mean, get in touch. I mean, th- these sort of stories at the top of the show aren't just like for us to kind of chew over necessarily, but they're kind of a little bit of a um, little bit snapshot of your lives a little bit. Um, and if you've got something that you've got an experience that obviously as as two white guys, <laughs> one living halfway around the bloody world, um, we obviously cannot have, we cannot possibly have any kind of uh, steer on it. Um, although we do, you know, we obviously know people who aren't uh, Japanese, but who have uh, lived in, in Japan and who resemble Japanese people. It, it, we, we can't really sort of comment on our own kind of experiences, but do get in touch um a bronze man podcast at gmail.com um and, and we'll we'll read them out in response at the start of like the next show that we can do i think it's fair to say. well i can it's, it's i can of... certainly give some uh some second-hand experience here mm. i mean i know chinese mainlanders are not popular in japan that's not a secret mm. everybody knows that no um i mean the, you know the, the chinese culture is very different uh mainland chinese culture is a world away from japanese culture mm. Uh, it couldn't be any more different, and uh, yeah. they're they're very much at opposite ends of the spectrum, uh, and yeah, 
Chinese, it's a weird sort of situation because in Japan, Japan before COVID anyway, thrived off of tourism from China. Like it was, it was a, a great thing for the economy. But hmm. at the same time, Chinese tourists were universally hated across Japan because of the right. problems they often caused. And uh, you know, I'd see signs. I've seen signs saying like, "No Chinese tourists here." Um, people getting worried. Uh, there was a there was a news story a few years ago where like some uh, some Chinese tourists like destroyed half a fucking airport, Chitose Airport in uh, Hokkaido. There's a massive bust up, mm. loads of videos shared on Twitter and online uh, of this like a, a whole. I think a China Airlines flight got delayed and everyone on the plane just went to war in this airport terminal Jeez. and that got shared around a lot. And, uh, you know, it, 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 very different culture. Uh, I think looked down upon because it's, it's still sort of a developing country. Obviously Singapore and Japan are both higher economic, high economically developed countries. Um, same as Taiwan, which is very close to Japan and, uh, looked upon very favorably, but, right. uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's the way it is, and I don't think that's going to change. And if you look at a lot of videos, uh, I think even Norm, it's always Norm. Always Norm's got a documentary about something good. He went and asked uh, mm. people in Kyoto how they feel about the absence of tourists, and uh, a few yeah. of them were kind of happy. They were like, "Oh, there's no <laughs> Chinese tourists here now." And uh, oh, yeah, okay. so it's it's a strange relationship where Japan kind of wants the tourism and benefits from the tourism economically, but also. Mm don't like having uh, tourists from China, but right. not, a, not a secret at all. You can ask, and you can True. ask any Japanese person about that and they'll, mm. they'll be very upfront about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, dear. <laughs> you've, oh, well. We don't really have that in the UK, do we? Like a, yeah, a country well, we where have... we get angry at them coming over. Uh, oh God, Jesus Christ, Chris, you've been away for too long, mate. The, the, the traveling community, the Polish, uh, the French, like we like, I mean, and you know, 20 years ago, Asian people. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, we are the worst at this. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, or, or the best, depending on your, depending on your outlook. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there is no, uh, there is nothing that can be said uh, from us two about the 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 the, the, um, the foreign experience or the person who is perceived to be foreign, uh, sort of joint because because we're kind of we're accepted everywhere and, and it, you know and it's I'm and it's down to the media we consume it's down to the um, the way that we're, we're regarded around the world even though that we created half the bloody problems in the world so look it's it's uh, I would very much like to hear um, stories from people who resemble Japanese but aren't uh, Japanese uh, in 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 uh, in Japan, get in touch abroadjapanpodcast gmail dot com. I think it's a it's a really interesting thread and and, and not mm. you know massive lead to the conversation too. But I do find that uh, sort of thing very 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 interesting. It must be it must be quite alienating, but also quite familiar at the Absolutely. same time. It's 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 strange. It really is. Yeah, I mean that's I mean uh, being a, a white foreigner in Japan, you'd get a very different experience from what I understand from just being mm. a foreigner in Japan. Mm. So. I think it plays into our hands in that regard. But uh, mm. we've got a story this week involving something happy, something nice. I think it's nice anyway. Or is it sinister? <laughs> you decide. What have we got this week, Pete? It involves money. It involves Osaka. Money, 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 Give money, me the money. Rundown. If you're in Osaka right now, 
check your mailbox, check your letterbox, because in Asahi Ward, in Osaka City, um, residents have been opening their mailboxes to find envelopes stuffed, Chris, stuffed with cash, mystery money, keeps on uh, appearing. Uh, it's, it started uh, back in October. Uh, one resident opened an unmarked brown envelope that had been left in their post box. And soon after, neighbourhood, you know, the, the neighbourhood-wide, people were opening their letterbox and finding envelopes stuffed with cash. It's amazing. Right through November, right up to uh, sort of early December. Um, and they could be um, containing cash from several thousand yen to over 10,000 yen. What's that? A grand? Is that a thousand pounds? That's a thousand pounds pretty much, isn't it? 800 quid, something like that? Yeah, about that. That's, that's, that's yeah, an astonishing amount that. of money. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, one, one resident said they received an envelope containing one, one uh, 10,000 yen note. And I, to be honest, uh, Chris, I, I have no idea. I had no idea there was a 10,000 yen note. Uh, and three 1,000 yen notes amounting to a cash presence of uh, of 13,000 yen. Um, and so they've counted up, the police have counted up, and of course the police are involved because the Japanese people are horrified at the idea that they might have to be uh, responsible uh, for, for, for politically responsible <laughs> for, for, for a little bit of cash. Um, 200,000 yen was given away. Uh, and that's just what's been confirmed by residents who actually phoned the police about it. That's what they were finding uh, loads of envelopes of cash in their, in their, in their uh, letterboxes. And they were worried about what they had to do with this money. Uh, and they, uh, yeah. And they phoned, uh, they phoned the police about it. It's perfectly legal uh, for mm. residents to just basically take the money and, 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 and they don't have to report it, but the Japanese, I guess, being the Japanese, um, they're a bit worried about getting in trouble. <laughs> so they reported it to the authorities. Um, they reckoned that it may very well be because it was so close to Christmas. They do have, um, they do have a, a character uh, called Tiger Mask from you know the wrestler Ty- Tiger mm. Mask. Or, uh, it's like a, a an anime from the seventies. Um, yeah, he he's been known or someone um, naming themselves Tiger Mask on Naoto Date, which is the kind of Clark Kent version of Tiger Mask before he puts the mask on. Um, back in the day, um, he used to sort of hand out money around about Christmas, so it could be something to do with the pseudo Santa Claus Tiger Mask uh, but I've met Tiger Mask I've met the wrestler that is the no current uh, Tiger Mask at a, uh, a Super Juniors event in uh, Tokyo um, at Kurikan Hall and uh, he, he looked he, he was on his uppers Let's, he, did, he didn't look huh. particularly flush with cash to be quite frank that wrestler so it may not be him <laughs> it's times like this I wish I lived in Osaka like this is this is absurd yeah why isn't this happening in Sendai? <laughs> this is Why aren't they giving out free massive amounts of money in Sendai? But that's nice. Be the change this... you want to be, Chris. Hand out some <laughs> cash, mate. This Come is on. the first time we've had a story like this. This is like, yeah. this happens every now and then. It's always in Osaka. <laughs> always the the, 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 the best and worst things that we read, like news-wise. It always happens yeah. in Osaka with these wacky, eccentric <laughs> characters, right? People just break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I we like just it. Move to Osaka. <laughs> move to Osaka. That's our only advice. That I honestly, I do think like uh, if I part of me is like if I could go back and choose where I ended up, Osaka would be the place you would get like so many yeah. stories, like and, and more money <laughs> yes. as we've uh, ascertained. Yeah, free cash. Hopefully, free handouts. Will the mystery be solved though? We'll have to find out. I have to keep an eye on this one. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, uh, we're back in just a moment with the fax machine. Your comments and stories and questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a cheeky message from Kez. Hi, chicken fried, uh, oh, sorry, chicken fiend Chris and Coolish King Pete. <laughs> I'm Kez from South Tyneside, and I have a quick question. As uh, someone who's about to turn 37 on New Year's Day, oh, it's just, that is a stinking, that is a stinking uh, birthday, isn't it? Uh, it's my aunt's yeah. birthday uh, today, and I sort of go, oh, nobody wants to do anything in Japan. Um, oh. I have no degree, though. Does that mean I've lost my shot at working in Japan as an English teacher? I've heard there may be a chance to teach as a private tutor. Is this true, or have I missed the boat? Thanks to all content and look forward to more great work in the future kez would it be an idea chris to save up a bit of money get out there and try and uh pimp yourself out as a as a private teacher because i know jet is a bit funny about um about uh, degrees which is weird because you know my degree yeah. is shit <laughs> i mean well yeah mine too i i Mm. I I don't know. I don't know anyone that's come here without a degree and done that except one person. Um mm. my friend Regan in Nagoya. So I don't know. I think he could do it. I think it's possible. Mm. But unfortunately, apart from Regan, who he was like a Ikaiwa school. Like Ikaiwas are quite right. common. And there's often like no age limit. Or maybe Gabba. There's a language school company called Gabba. I don't know if you need a mm. degree for that. Um, well, don't give up. Actually, look around for sure, Kez. The, the, the job exists. It's just a little bit trickier. Um, yeah. And 
being under 40 is is makes it a lot easier as well. So don't mm. give up. It's not too late. Do a bit more research online and I think good things will come your way. We've got one here from Brian and Kate. He says, hello, Chris and Pete from Misawa. Uh, we have been having a blast here in Japan. Misawa, for those of you who don't know, is in Aomori. It's just north of Hachinohe. Big military base there. Maybe Brian and Kate are there. Uh, one of our favourite things to do is experiment with different sushi at different types of restaurants. Traditional local Ooh. sushi restaurants have been our favourite by far, but we've also found a lot of joy in the craziness of sushi go round. Uh, sushi go round. Sushi go round. Sushi go round. Conveyor, su- <laughs> conveyor belt sushi. Do you guys have a favourite sushi go round chain? Our craziest experience at a sushi restaurant was eating a live shrimp. Ugh. What have been your favourite uh. sushi restaurant experiences in Sendai, Chris, or during travel? Pete, sincerely, Brian and Kate. The best sushi I have had in Japan, or sorry, in Sendai, I did a, a documentary about two years ago, a year and a half ago, at a a friend's sushi restaurant here in Sendai and that was exceptional. It was like a, I don't know if it's a Michelin star place, but I think it costs like a hundred dollars for a course and the best sushi restaurants that you, you sort of pay for like a course and they mm. decide what you eat and you can sort of, you can sort of like infer what you want, yeah. like tuna or something. And usually it's just tuna mm. for me, but uh, you let, you let them do it and they, they pick the best fish of the season and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that was an mm. amazing experience and I filmed it. So you can watch that. I think it's called What Owning a Sushi Restaurant is Like in Japan. An original oh, title there. What about you, Pete? Cool. <laughs> um, there is a uh, all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant in the mailbox in Birmingham um, that is disgusting, <laughs> but there is rather a lot of food. <laughs> oh, God. Don't eat sushi Duh, in the just... UK. Oh, no. That's, don't do that's, it. That's, <laughs> it's never good. Don't do that. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, we've got one last question from Giuseppe from the Netherlands. Kelly Chris Pete. I'm a well-mannered guy, and I was all too familiar cool. with the grind of retail work in my younger years. As such, I would want to wish store clerks to have a nice day, even in Japan, even though I'm aware that it is not really part of the customer-clerk relations there. I opted for what mm. I presume is an old-fashioned phrase, uh, Gokigenni or Gokigen Yoni. On my trip in 2019, my efforts were broadly ignored and I got one giggle and it repeated back to me from a nice lady at the airport duty free store. How does one go about wishing people a nice day in general? Am I doing something uncomfortably bizarre from a Japanese perspective? Kind regards, Giuseppe from the <laughs> Netherlands. Yes, Giuseppe. Yes, you are. I think they're going to be a bit just weirded out by that because I don't. I don't uh, yeah, I think they're just going to be a bit weirded out by it to be honest what 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 would right. you do pete in a store again uh, i mean I, I, but I, what is what, what is gocky again i'm gonna google gocky get gocky gocky again i don't oh, i'm so, gonna so. say that i don't know what it is what and i mean? i hope it's not one of those phrases Word. one of those words that i i feel like i should know um no okay again just uh hello <laughs> oh it's, it's kind of like um so it's it's is it being over familiar or just over intense Sort of go, going into a, like a Seven Eleven and going, thank you so much. You have changed my life. Selling me this yogurt. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a, a very formal genki desu ka. I think it's kind of like a very right, formal. Okay. So, but like people just don't do that. You know, I yeah, I, I don't know what you would do really. It's just weird to talk mm. to people in a Japanese shop unless they sort of make the first move and they'll say, mm. "Where are you from?" And you'll go England. And they'll go, "Oh, fish and chips," and that's like the conversation you have. Unless someone's really fun or quirky or interesting or has a memory or an experience where they've been to the country. Like, it's just a yeah. bit 
odd. People, staff mm. here, they're not really sort of taught to interact with people in a sort of human way, to put it bluntly. <laughs> it's just to be very yeah. robotic and fixed. And they like that. Mm. They don't like the unpredictability. So, mm. but but go for it. And uh, do it again when you come back, Giuseppe. But I don't know, just, just say hello. Just be like, hey, how you doing? Just say something cheeky, <laughs> something fun. Yeah. But don't say gok again. Mm. Keep the stories, questions, gok comments again. coming in gok to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll be back in the next few days, still all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week. And we'll see you right back here, do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Gok again, Nick. Gok again, Gok again. I can't remember heard that. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 